You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about Brady Singer throwing yet another gem as the Royals get away with a split of the Detroit Tigers and have an off day today, which is why this podcast comes out a little bit late. No game interfering with the published time. So you will probably be listening to this on Friday, which you'll have two episodes with us to do that. So how about that? But Brady Singer was fantastic last night. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it took him seven starts to settle down in double A when he first got there. It took him seven starts to get into his own and to light it up in the big leagues. Took him around that seven start mark to take off and start to dominate these lineups. Now, look, the the Tigers lineup and the Indians lineup is not uh, you know, a murder's row by any means. But you'd still rather him look the way he did last night, going six innings of two-hit baseball with one walk given up and eight strikeouts. Eight strikeouts. Brady Singer was electric, and that's exactly why before this season I was telling you this guy has Cy Young potential. Of all the names that gets thrown out, Lynch, Coart, now Asa Lacey. Of all the names, Singer was my favorite, is my favorite. And he's going to be very special. And it's why you have to maximize his window. And it's why even despite the injury uh, concerns you had entering this season and why he kind of got the nod in the opening day rotation, look, he, he, he truly deserved to be up here in Kansas City on opening day. He truly deserved to start that second game of the season. But you also started his clock, his free agency clock. You've started it now. I mean, unless you're going to send him down for, I think it has to be the last five days of the year, you've started his free agency clock. So that's one less year you have of of control for him. And it's good that now he has that confidence and momentum moving forward But again, it shrinks your window. You've got to start being competitive because, look, if Brady Singer is who we all think he can be, if Brady Singer is the guy that went out there his last start against Detroit and his start before that, if he's closer to that guy, he simply is priced out of Kansas City's market. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. So I think that you're going to see Kansas City start to go for it. We're going to have expanded postseasons. Forever now, it looks like. I mean, it looks like that's going to get past this offseason. Is going to be, look, we are just expanding this postseason, and this is the new normal. So next year, you probably see the same type of thing that you see this year in the sense of instead of it being out there and your lineup looking like, you know, Franco and Starling is out there, Mejia is out there. Instead of that, your lineup will be filled with the young prospects you have. Your staff is going to be filled instead of with, you know, Jacob Junis trotting out there or Matt Harvey. It's going to be all these young guys we've talked about. Probably still not going to make the postseason next year, but it's going to be losing with young pieces 
and getting them accustomed to big league life the same way you've gotten Brady Singer accustomed to big league life. And then the following year is when, with the expanded postseason, you can truly go for this. You can truly try to be a winning baseball team. And as I've always said, once you get into the, the postseason in baseball, it's unlike any sport. Once you get in, anything is possible. Absolutely anything is possible once you get in the postseason in baseball. The Marlins this year can win the World Series. The Giants this year, who I thought was going to be a laughing stock. I thought the Giants were going to be a god-awful baseball club. They're going to be in the postseason, and they can win a three-game series. Are you kidding me? Anything's possible in baseball. So this shortens your window, but on the other side of that coin, now Brady Singer's ready to rock and roll. And I and it's only two excellent starts from him, but he's put he's shown you flashes all year long. Every start he's been out there, he's shown you flashes of what he can be. So I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that I feel comfortable that Brady Singer's going to be your number one pitcher next year. And you're starting to see the fruits of the labor of drafting all these guys. And next year you're going to have, I think, a rotation full of Singer, Bubich, Lacey. Down the line in that season, you're going to start seeing these guys, and that's going to be your entire rotation. It's just every night you get a new guy, Keller. Every night you get a new guy that you want to see on the mound. I've said it for the last month, the only games worth watching for Kansas City in terms of uh, taking away from game to game is the nights that Singer, Bubich, and Keller go out there. Those are nights you can hang your hat on. Those are nights that you can put your future hopes on. Next year, it'll be every single night, which is going to be awesome because your rotation will be a bunch of young guys. And look, you're, you're still probably not going to be in the postseason next year. And as we know, that the, the expanded postseason leads to wackiness, and you might still be hanging around in, in September, but you probably won't get in next year. But at least you're going to be losing with your young guys. And that feels a lot better than losing with you know veterans who you know are not going to be around. So the, the future is starting to turn around in Kansas City. You just got to be patient. You just got to be patient because we're seeing it with Brady Singer. We're seeing it with Brad Keller. If Chris Bubich can have a strong close to this year, that's three already that you'd feel com- that you feel comfortable with, confident in. But last night, of course, the pitching staff blanked the Tigers. That bullpen was really good, and that's another thing you have to hang your hat on. I mean, Barlow's looked good, to my surprise. Stomont's looked good. Stomont looks like he can be an electric closer in this league once he, again, just gets more comfortable, gets more opportunities. I think he can be an electric closer. You know, Barlow... You have a nice little rotation, a nice little bullpen. And if you can get some of these guys to come around the plate. Okay, last night you had Merrifield going two for five. You had Modesty going two for four. You had Perez going two for three. He's been on a hot streak all year long, Soto Perez has. Dealt with some injuries, of course. You can get some things going in Kansas City. It's starting to turn around. Sadly, it's at the end of a, a season in which you've kind of buried yourself for this postseason. But... Again, it's another step in the right direction, especially uh, if you can start to get these young guys in Kansas City next year. Maybe we'll see Bobby Witt Jr. next year. Who knows? Of course, they're not all going to be on the opening day roster because next year is going to be the last year uh, before the CBA is up, and that will be the last year you can manipulate service time. Although we've seen with Kansas City, they don't take full advantage of that, not doing that with Brady Singer this year. But still... It's awesome that you can still manipulate the, the service time, so you probably won't, aren't going to see him opening day, 
but you know, June, July, you should have a lineup out there every night of just young, talented guys. And I, I just cannot tip my hat enough to Dayton Moore for getting back a guy like Edward Livieris that I think is going to be a stud. I, I really like watching Edward Livieris. And this is maybe a, a niche pull, but whenever I see his batting stance, and like I've told you before, his batting stance changes when he gets down 0-2. He, he kind of stops being so open, stops with the toe taps. But when, when the count's 0-0, he kind of up there, he kind of looks like Paulo Orlando a little bit from a batting stance. From a batting stance standpoint, uh, but we'll continue on with this show coming up. I'm going to tell you when next season will start, allegedly, and we'll get into some more expanded postseason talk. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you probably couldn't even work your email properly. You had no idea what was going on. If your landline rung and your rotary phone was ringing off the hook, your internet would, would go down. It was a disaster, but you could have been going to rockauto.com and buying all the parts your car would ever need. And my favorite part about rockauto.com is the fact that I know nothing about cars and their website is so easy to navigate. I don't need to know anything about cars because all I need to do is put my make, my model, my year into the database and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That's right. I'm not going to waste any money on parts that I don't need whenever I go to rockauto.com. So trust me, you're going to want to check them out with an amazing selection. We're going to be low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Tell them a lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. That's again, rockauto.com. Tell them a lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box. So we're back on the Lockdown Podcast Network, the Lockdown Royals Podcast. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. On today's show, let's continue talking about next season, and that will be the start dates being announced. Spring training will begin on February 27th, with opening day slated for April 1st. So that's what we're looking at for baseball's uh, next year's schedule. You can assume the winter meetings will be mid December, late December. Uh, who knows what the world will look like by then and if they're going to be able to be held in a traditional hotel setting or if it'll be all over Zoom, which I'm sure many people will hack into just knowing baseball's history with technology. But who knows what we're looking at in the future. But that's the plan right now is for spring training to start again on February 27th and then the season to start April 1st with all 30 teams playing on opening day again. No more of that stagger opening day. Some teams play here, there, the third. None of that. Everyone starts on the same day, April 1st. And we talked about next season possibly including the expanded postseason again. I really like that idea. I think it's awesome. But besides the money point, which we debunked yesterday, I'm also hearing a lot of people complain that the regular season would no longer matter. For fans, it would no longer matter. And to that point, I would say it already doesn't. That hurts people to hear. But unless you are a diehard baseball fan, you don't watch a random Dodgers-Padres game. You might see the highlight of a home run once David Roberts starts complaining, but you're not going to sit down and watch that game for nine innings. Baseball is already so regionalized that their regular season doesn't matter nationally. How many times have you sat down this year and watched two teams and watched a baseball game that did not feature Kansas City? If you're a Kansas City fan, how many times did you sit down and watch a game that had no ties to Kansas City? Until the postseason in a normal year, how often do you do that? 
You already don't do that. Now, I've been on teams short in the season for a long, long time. I think you should do that for sure. Uh, but in terms of fan interest, yeah, the, the interest is not there already. That's the big problem with baseball, that the interest is not there. And that the sport itself is regionalized. And if the sport itself is regionalized, we can all agree on that, then what can help your audience grow is by giving teams like Kansas City a chance. And if you went into next year with six playoff teams making it and only and you had to play a full 162, Kansas City has like a 0.2% chance to make it to the postseason. But if you stretch that number out and you know one through eight make it in the AL, Kansas City's chances increase. And even if it's still highly unlikely they make it there next year, even if that's still the case, they're going to be what? By this time next year, even with 100 games played, 162 games played, they're going to be what? Five games out, seven games out of the playoff spot? That's not totally buried. That's enough to keep some people interested to watch them on a non-Chiefs game day, which is what you're fighting for. The regular season in baseball hasn't mattered in 20 years. Unless your team is good. Unless your team has a chance. So give more teams a chance. You think that Marlins fans right now would be watching these games if they weren't a playoff team? If you if you flipped the two seasons and Kansas City was the one with a big booming team that was a surprise playoff team and, and Miami was a was a below average baseball team, you know, that was sitting, you know, bottom third in the NL. Miami's not watching that team. Hell, they hardly watch it now as they're winning. But you're getting more eyeballs because they're winning in Miami's market. And that only happens thanks to the expanded postseason. Kansas City was was wildly more interesting this year. Thanks to the expanded postseason. Now, the shortened season helped this year, of course. But wildly more interesting. I mean, you could truly live and die with every pitch for Kansas City for a good two months. You know, three months, you can live and die with every single pitch because they were not out of it. In a normal year, again, take next year, for example. Now, there's a lot of positive about next year. I mean, the young guys coming up and losing with young guys feels a lot better because you're getting to see what's in your future and and, and hopefully it's good. But you're still going to lose. So if it was a 162-game season with only six playoff teams, you don't live and die with every pitch in April. And, and in June, you're buried. But with the expanded postseason, if you're hanging around on that five-game mark, you're only five games out, yeah, that's a lot more interesting for the casual fan. And that's who baseball needs to captivate. If you're listening to a baseball podcast on September 15th or whatever day we're on right now, as the Chiefs are undefeated, defending a title, and about to take on a divisional opponent, if you're picking Locked On Royals versus Locked On Chiefs right now, whatever you're doing, they've got you. Baseball has you. But they need to find a way to get the non-diehard baseball fans. And again, the argument that the regular season doesn't matter, I would present to you yet again the question, let me know on Twitter, at Rylan underscore Styles, at R-Y-L-A-N underscore T-I-L-E-S. Let me know. How many games have you sat down and watched between two teams that did not involve Kansas City? Even in a pandemic, even with baseball still being the first sport back, 
Now, granted, they were only the first sport back for like two weeks, but still, even with them being the first taste of, of, of sporting events since the pandemic, what what's the number? What's the number that you sat in and watched this year? And how does that number compare to, say, last year? They've had a regular season problem for 20 years. But they can change that by making each region care into September. And around September 1st, even though the most optimistic Rose fan has lost hope. But that's a lot different than losing hope in July. This season with the expanded postseason was good for Kansas City. It was good for this market. It was good for the TV ratings. It was good for everything. Even while you still didn't make it. Now imagine if you were a Giants fan and you shocked the world. It's even better. Expanding the postseason is good. Now there are some some tweaks you have to make to it. You, you know, you you should really just go top to bottom. Who's the best eight teams? And maybe maybe you for sure include the three division winners, and then you go top to bottom. You shouldn't you shouldn't do this whole well. We we absolutely have to take the number two team in each division. No, top to bottom. You know, give the division winners some incentive to, to win the division. They're automatically in. You clinch it if you win your division. From then on, we're just seeding you one through eight. You don't get a for sure second team in each division. That's probably my only my only real gripe about this format. This is good for baseball. And I would even throw in the drafting your opponent thing. I think that's good for baseball. I mean, there was a chance that a couple, you know, a week ago, if the season had ended, the Rays would take on the Yankees. The Yankees were in eighth place, the Yankees were. That's not fair. The Yankees wouldn't draft the, the I mean, the Rays wouldn't draft the Yankees. So it'd be more fun if they got to draft their team. Uh, but the expanded postseason is good for baseball. It really is. But we'll be back tomorrow for a Friday edition of Locked On Royals, previewing that Milwaukee Brewers series. Be good and be good to another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.